Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 25. Damn, that's a pretty uh, significant number there, Jason. 25, that's like a milestone number. One quarter of 100. Oh, yeah, we're al- almost there, almost to 100. Yeah. 20, 25 episodes, that's more than uh, MTV's Clone High. That's more than uh, Freaks and Geeks, a show that launched the careers of Seth Rogen, James Franco, Jason Siegel. That only lasted 18 episodes. So basically, we're launching all of the ballers. That's more than uh, Bunheads, the Amy Sherman Palladino show that had the mom from Gilmore Girls on it. I'm not familiar with that one. You're not familiar no, with Bunheads? Well, yeah. It's more than Firefly. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, poor Firefly. Anyways, I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanas. Earlier today, I felt like a really old Cuban man because I actually it hurt. Uh, when was the last time that happened to you? I mean, it's a daily thing, man. It's a daily thing. <laughs> if you love Cigar City Radio, and we really hope that you do, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We encourage you to leave a review in the iTunes store and share the show with your friends. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Cigar City Radio, and you can email us at CigarCityRadio at gmail.com. We're excited to announce that one of our own, the Fantastic Plastics, are officially part of Vans Warped Tour this summer. From June 16th to July 2nd, catch the Fantastic Plastics on the Full Sail University stage. They'll be hitting Seattle, Salem, Albuquerque, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, Denver, Nashville, New Orleans, Atlanta, Orlando, St. Petersburg, and West Palm Beach. Tickets are available at VansWarpedTour.com. Our guest on this episode is talented indie pop star Ariana and the Rose. We met up with her during South by Southwest, and it was a blast to talk to her. Her new EP, Retrograde, came out last Friday, and she actually gave us these awesome silver jackets uh, that say Super Cool on them. That's one of the songs on the record. Uh, And she actually has a video for that song featuring a rollerblading group called the Moxie Girls who wear jackets just like the ones that she gave us, so... That was pretty cool. We're a rollerblade with those on. Yeah, we're we're definitely nowhere near as cool as Ariana or Moxie Girls, but you know we try to be super cool with our super cool jackets. We are super. cool. Yeah, we're all super cool. I think. No, no, we're not. But Ariana and the Rose is definitely super cool. So for more music, tour dates, and info, head to arianaandtherose.com. dot com. So here it is, episode twenty five.
take yeah. a bus over here. Just to get horror it. stories. Oh man! But yeah. uh, New York is you know like covered in snow right now. Yes, from, it is. And I'm, we're we're sitting here in, in Austin, Texas, where it's warm and I know. and beautiful. I know. I was like, see ya, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have fun in the snowstorm, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How's how South by been so far? What's the experience been like? It's been great. Uh, I've just been doing um, a little bit of promo and stuff, and then I have my first show tonight, and then I have. Uh, two shows on Saturday and then another show on Sunday. So it's been it'll be pretty full on from here yeah, on out, yeah. which is exciting. So now is like we're this is the kickoff. We're in it. We're yeah. in, we're you're in the thick of it. Now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. No, it's been really fun. And then I made sure that I got some tacos and stuff when I got here. Absolutely. And margaritas. Got, yes. Lots of tacos. Austin of does a mean margarita just about everywhere. I think. So. Yeah. And my band, my band is here, so they've been. They've been, um, they all have been here before. I've never been to Austin before, actually. Really? Yeah. So they're all like, we have to go here. We have to go there. I have like three tour guides. So it's really? great. We're from Florida, you know? So when oh, we came cool. here to Austin, everybody's like, oh, you have to eat at this place. And mm-hmm. You have to eat at that place. And that's like the thing. It's like, yeah. the food here is, is on another level. That's the thing. I feel like all I do is eat. Yeah. If we have a free minute, I'm like, let's go eat. <laughs> Everyone's like, we just ate. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It, no, it really doesn't. We don't know when we'll be free again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, you know, on like a, a figurative and literal sense. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically right everyone's on. just very full. Yeah, yeah. So I know you have a new, an EP coming out yes. soon retrograde is that yes. right i got to listen to it early. oh yeah yeah it was sent to me and it was it's Did, fantastic thank you yeah <laughs> i'm about that, to say i don't know it was terrible like, uh, i'm gonna tell you right now you should go back and fix it no. thank you so <laughs> no. much no it's so good thank and you. what are you what, what record are you touring on now um well i'm i'm sort of at the beginning of not sort of i'm at the beginning of doing all, all the promo and touring for retrograde uh, okay so now this is the beginning of this yeah this i haven't the... i haven't played in a few months actually the last time i played really? was uh, I've done a few acoustic things here and there, but the last time I played was December. So this will be my f- now we're doing a run. So I'm doing South by and then I go back to New York and play in New York and then we do L.A. And then I'll do some shows in London and then come back around again. Cool. So. Yeah. So, you know, I've heard that, that you're, you know, your bio is like London by I, way, yes. you know, New York by way of London. Yes. You know? So I was expecting a very posh British accent from you. No, definitely not. Definitely, <laughs> definitely from New York by way of Long Island. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where's the London connection come? Uh, I started going to London about a, a couple years ago, and I just started writing music there, and then um, got some shows and a tour, and scrambled to put a band together. And I was fortunate to have amazing players. And after after you put the go through the whole process of sort of doing that, you're like, oh, we're here, and we should be playing. And I yeah. was fortunate to meet amazing people to work with, and uh, I just started touring there. And kind of one tour led to another tour, led to more things. So I kind of accidentally found myself hanging out in London for several years, which was amazing and influenced my music and the show and everything. So it's nice to be back in the States and be doing that show. Yeah. So it's fun. So you were in London for how long? I mean, I go, I've been going back and forth. I was never solely there, but I, I spend the majority of my time there for the last two years. A lot of cross Atlantic flights. I basically just lived on a plane. Yeah. That's rough. I hate that flight to I London. I weirdly f- like it. Yeah. I know I'm a weird. I'm weird in that way. I feel very calm. You can't do anything. What are you going to do on a plane? You're going to watch problem. in in-flight movies. Yeah. Maybe read a book. Mm-hmm. I just I just loved it. I was like, no one can call me here. <laughs> that is true. I just love that. That's true. See, I I I'm I'm an I'm a phone addict. I yeah. just you know part of the job, but I'm addicted yeah. to texting and getting back to people right away. There's in-flight know? Wi-Fi on some flights. When you're like over the yeah. waters, you don't get that. No, and that's that's what 
kills me. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I developed it as a, as a sort of, I had no choice. It was either like start to love it or be pretty miserable all the time. So yeah. I, I just started to really like, like flying and I go to, and then I do an LA trip every, every several weeks to write. Cause I'm a songwriter. So then I, then I did like the 10 hour flight and I was like, no, no, too far. Yeah. Well, we've gone too far. Yeah, yeah. Six is the max. Yeah. So let's keep it at six. 10 yeah. is rough. Yeah. 10 is, 10 is rough. But yeah. I, again, I'm like, what you just watch movies back to back in True. what other places that's socially okay that you watch like five movies in a row yeah, and yeah. just sit and eat food. And if someone give you some wine, if you ask for it. Nice yeah. Time. Yeah. So. Or, or tea, if you're going on British Airways, you know, I love that they serve tea yes. like several times during yes. the flight. And they give you this like British sandwich at the end of it yeah. that I personally don't think tastes very good. No, but I, well, I'm they, not going to rag on it. They also that. give you this like purple cabbage stuff yes. that I'm like, I looked at it like, what is this? You know, yeah. they're just acclimating you, I think. Yeah, they're, they're getting you ready. They're like, this is ready. what we do here. Get into it. Yeah. So being a native New Yorker yes. and going back and forth to London, mm-hmm. well, how, do, how do the cities compare? How do London and New York stack up uh it's a good question i think that um for me in terms of live music and stuff like that i was drawn to london because i think the live music scene there is so amazing yeah but when i had moved i had i was starting to feel like their live music wasn't happening in the same way in new york but actually in the, in the last few months since i've been back i think that that's starting to change again and bands are really around and brooklyn has a lot of venues that are opening and really and kind of creating this this entry point for bands sure. where it's not like if you're you, you don't have to be selling out like yeah. thousands and thousands of, of seats and tickets yeah. to be to have a place where i felt like london really does have that and people go to see music people buy tickets in london which i thought was really cool like yeah. on a friday night like people will be like oh let's go to you know whatever venue because there's always good bands yeah you know yeah. that's something that you didn't he- i wasn't hearing as much in um in new york yeah. but I mean, I mean, there's like a million different things. They don't have good sushi. I say, I think New York win. <laughs> New York wins on sushi. Yeah, there's no good sushi. But I think maybe California beats New York on sushi. So I mean, it, dep- yeah. it just depends where you're coming from. Sure. And sure. the Mexican food is not happening in London either. That, honestly, I like. I, I hope all the London listeners don't hate me right now. But I don't know how many London listeners we have. But I hated the food in London. That's a misconception. <laughs> That's uh, when I first started going. I was like, oh, everyone hates. I'm like, oh, food's terrible here. Everyone hates the food in London. And and then all my British friends were like, no you're just eating in weird places clearly yeah. let us take you to the normal places sure, sure. which are yeah. next to the bad they're, they're next to the right, places right. i was going before i mean you got to be a local i guess to know you i know? think you just i think you just have to not be in like the most touristy parts you it's like the same thing as like if you go get f- like things in times square it's probably not going to be as good as if you just like went up the street a little bit yeah I mean, um, if you know where to go yeah but yeah. i mean the overall culture i mean the nightlife there style everything i think that it, it's more about um it's just about doing something different from where you were before. I mm. think that that's there's just a lot of um, I don't know what the word is. There's a lot of inspiration in that. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. And you, so you mentioned you do songwriting as well. Are you writing yes. for others or? Yeah. So I write for my project and then I write for other people's um, projects as well. And especially since like the whole dance music phase is, has really it's it's hap- it's not going anywhere it's not a phase no, anymore no, it's, it's not a phase it's not a phase it's a thing yeah. it's a real thing and yeah. i think that um especially for people who write kind of melody lyric top line stuff mm-hmm. that sort of opened up a whole new thing to write and um there's a lot of really talented musicians that do that kind of thing and it has like more it's starting to have more depth to it than just like a typical like like a house track or you know a four on the floor so that's been fun to like write for other people's actual projects and then start to write for like producers that have sort of edm projects and yeah, then write yeah. for my own so i kind of do 
do the gamut a bit, which is really fun to kind of step out of your own world for a minute into someone else's. Yeah. Do you prefer that over your own stuff? Do you like writing for others or? I love, no, I love doing it. I like, I mean, I like doing both. Mm. I don't, I mean, if I had to, if someone was like gun to my head, pick one, I'd pick, I think I'd pick my, my own. But, um, I, I think that writing with other people only, only, you know, helps you grow and change and kind of see other styles and how other people write it just influences what you do for you so I think too much of one thing is never is never great long term you have to kind of constantly be learning new things and meeting new people yeah no that that makes sense and it allows you to kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit working with somebody else who yeah have a different style different vision yeah and they do different things i did i went into the studio with a group called rkcb who who are an la based electronic duo and we were just doing we didn't know who we were writing for we both write for each other we write for like we write for other people we write for ourselves and we wrote a song and at the end of it we were like oh this should be a duet we should just do this as a duet because that's what makes sense and we kind of put it we put it out together it's a song called love you lately that's on retrograde Cool. And um yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that started out we didn't know what that would be for. You know, so sometimes you just go in and you write a song yeah. and their style they're they're more R&B than I am. I'm a little more electronic than they are and we kind of like melded together to do That's cool. one thing. That's so yeah. cool. And it's cool to ha- to have the freedom to work with collaborators that make sense, you know. It's Yeah. It's not like, you know, I I'm not big on like the Nashville thing where they like, you know, let's just put these four songwriters in a room with an artist and just make a song you know see like, what happens yeah sometimes i mean ma- sometimes magic happens like that, that like i've worked too. i've yeah. worked in the studio with some people that are like more hip-hop influenced and like mm-hmm. my stuff you wouldn't have thought originally like that's how that's what would work but like you come out with stuff and you're like oh my god that, that beat i would have i would have never gone to that you know and and then you write a melody that's like weird some people that's like a that's a strategy that they're like yeah. i'm gonna put like a pop kid and a r&b guy and yeah. a con- i don't know if you throw country and what you get but like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they they don't you, sometimes you never know sometimes it's a disaster sometimes yeah. you're all like oh god we gotta go yeah but other times you come out with things that are really cool but i've been fortunate to work with people that i really um have a synergy with yeah so the new record retrograde is it was it mostly you then or did you have a lot of collaborators on it um so this record which is kind of why i called it retrograde i co-wrote every song with someone else okay normally when i work and write i'll work with one producer or two producers and make a record with them yeah and so this ep was was done in all different cities so two of one of the tracks was done in la one was done in new york one was done in london and one was done sort of in between half in new york and half in london so i called it retrograde because it felt like the whole thing was done in this weird like backwards way yeah yeah uh and I was constantly traveling, so it felt like this weird phase in my life where I wasn't—I was neither here nor there. Um, so I'm feeling—I'm trying to make it this thing like I'm putting the EP out, and then my, it'll all like even out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that was sort of how that that record came came to be, and it was cool to collaborate with other people. I love writing with other people and i write alone also but this one i just happen to love these four songs when's the record coming out march 24th March oh, so next soon. friday oh my gosh yeah it's coming oh yeah we're like south by and a ep show and the record and the thing and where and then you, the record where are you doing the ep show at uh, in brooklyn at union pool oh i love union pool union pool is actually one of my favorite venues in new york i've never so. played union pool. Never play union pool i know i have all these first first south by first union pool very cool yeah very cool and yeah and, you know you mentioned all these venues that are opening up now in new york mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of venues that are closing too it's a bummer like shea stadium just closed yeah and i couldn't believe that what do you mean shea stadium closed yeah city field 
No, no, oh, no. You mean they changed no, it? No, no, Shea Stadium, the venue, the DIY. Oh, venue. oh, 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 right. I was like, what? The <laughs> no, no, hell not City you? Field. I was like, they closed a baseball. I was like, first of all, that's not a venue. And why? Where are the Mets going to go? <laughs> the Mets are not going Don't anywhere. Don't mess with me like that. <laughs> are you a Mets fan? Yes. Uh, all right. No, 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 no. I was like, my summer is ruined. No, no, no. <laughs> I was yeah. about to be devastated. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they're moving them. You know, no big deal. You know, they're, they're moving the Islanders, I think. Where are they going? Um, they don't know what to do with the Islanders. No, they don't. The Rangers feel pretty firm in well, the ground, and the Islanders well, can't. Oh no, yeah, they moved the Islanders to Brooklyn. They were they were playing at the Barclays Center, yeah, uh-huh. and then Jay Z, I guess, and the Barclays Center people were just like, you Jay-Z know what, like, get out. You know, we'll make more money not having hockey games. So just see you later. That's I think a they're bummer. yeah, I think they're going to like Hartford. I've heard that. Oh no, yeah, right. So the Hartford like tri- Islanders are they like are a tri-state Island? area yeah. team now. Yeah, I know. I liked them at the Coliseum. That's where they belonged. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. We're rooting for you, Islanders, yeah, yeah. wherever you go. But. Yes. No. There's tons of venues. I mean, there's a there was this. I mean, it was a total hole in the wall. But Trash Bar was this amazing oh, venue yeah, in New York. Bar. I played some of my first shows there. It was like in the back room. Yeah. I mean, basically the PA was like about to just shut shut down That's while we perfect. were playing. Perfect. But it was every band I know that, you know, that have gone on to be uh, big bands. Everyone played Trash Bar and it, yeah. I couldn't believe it shut down. I mean, there's so many places like that. Yeah. So, and London has a similar problem with like the nightlife club scene, which is like huge for them. Their venues are closing down too. It's tough to, to keep it going. It is. It's, and that's the scary part. It's scary for, to see music venues closing yeah. so often. Yeah. You know? And, you know, now we're, we're cutting our, you know, funding for the arts in general. And, I down know. This, and it's like, it's scary. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you have to hope that there'll be some sort of, I, I feel like as some, when it gets really bad like that, off you can hope that things grow out of that as a sort of resistance to it and people doing things maybe in an unconventional way and seeing if that'll kind of spawn a different kind of movement i think new york is overdue for for some really cool bands to be coming out of it for a revolution yeah we have i feel like we had there was like the band the like williamsburg band movement of like passion pit and all the bravery and all those guys and it's just like we haven't had anyone now that's all moved to bushwick yeah (laughs) they've just moved a few blocks over oh yeah well we had lady gaga she came out a while back yeah rep her yeah yeah. Well, maybe uh, Ariana and the Rose. We're next. Yeah, you're near the next. We're gonna Gaga. change the bio so it's just New York. Yeah. That way, I can like firmly own it. Then you can, yeah, own it. It's, own it's it. the bio. It's messing us up. Yeah. We gotta fix it. Yeah. So where does the and the Rose come from? Uh, when I started the project, I just I didn't want to be like a one name solo artist. I sure. felt like the world didn't need another like one named pop girl yeah. rolling around. And uh, I wanted it to sort of encompass something bigger than me. I wanted it to feel like a community. Uh, literally, it's the band. Yeah. I always, as a live act, have had a band. Um, and even though it's electronic music, it was important to me that that was played live. Yeah. And that people felt like they were getting a band show with electronic elements. I love that. I rather love that. than just like me and a, and some like DJ tables. Yeah, yeah. Or you just like playing back the track. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. I didn't want to do that. I, yeah. I wanted it to feel like a band. I, I like always a, wanted to like be a real in a band. performance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Put yeah. on a show. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was ultimately where what it's about. But as I've gone on and I collaborate with more people and play shows with other people, the and the rose is sort of kind of. It's expanded into this thing that feels like a community and anyone that I collaborate with, it's, it's almost a joke. I'll be in the studio with producers and they'll be like, am I the Rose? <laughs> and I'm like, today, yeah. Today you so are the Rose. it's whatever is an extension of me and the project. Yeah, and will, will you take this Rose? Yes. yes. And, but I have fans. <laughs> I have fans that are like, we're the Rose. And I think it's cool that, I mean, people always say it as a joke. No one's yeah. ever 
dead serious. But I think that there's something to be said for that, that people feel like whoever is interacting with the project or the music, they feel like they're an extension of it. And that was what I wanted, really. So the album's coming out March 24th. It's called Retrograde. It's awesome. And then what's next on the horizon? What's next on the horizon? I uh, am actually I started the show that's an immersive event. It's called Light and Space. Okay. And uh, it's based off of uh, several different kinds of things that are happening, and we're going to be doing that in New York. We did the first one in London last May with Red Bull, actually, mm. as a partner. And this is an event that's a party, so it's a combination of a live music concert and a party, and has immersive theater elements to it. Cool. And the whole thing is based off of like the '80s disco scene, and we're making this futuristic disco so you go and it's this like whole night of weird kind of otherworldly things and it's in a it's a it's an event kind of based off of um the the theater movement that's happening in new york except we're putting live music with it so sweet yeah ep comes out and i'll play a bunch of shows and festivals and then in the fall we'll be doing that show in new york so awesome. I'm excited. It's a, it's a weird one, but it's fun. Yeah. So well, yeah. hopefully we'll, we go to New York a lot. So hopefully. Oh, we'll if be you're there. there, you gotta or you should just come for it. Yeah, yeah, we'll come specifically for it. Just keep us posted. There's like a decent amount of alcohol. I feel like that's always. <laughs> so this is, it's a good. Seller. Is that a yeah. way? Should I be saying that on a podcast? <laughs> like, listen, it's okay. We, we are an explicit show. <laughs> it, it has the e next to us. Oh, on does iTunes. it? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so you can say I didn't curse at all either. I was didn't. so proud of myself. You didn't. F- fuck. You didn't curse at all. Fuck fifteen times. No, it's it's a really it's a really really fun time I, I i had seen a bunch of shows in new york that were kind of this uh, different way of doing theater where the audience wasn't in seats and they were going around and i was like someone has to do this for music yeah uh take it out of a venue put it in a space put it with a party so um yeah, yeah. we started that create something cool do yeah. something else i just yeah. feel like who doesn't want to go to an awesome party on a friday night uh, i don't know i don't know I don't, right if- who are you i don't trust you But are but are but are you? Oh, ready? Yeah. Should I close the door? She's super super cool.